Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. Well, we're going to kill two birds with one stone um, on this next interview, which is a little bit more of an insight into a different part of the university, but also one of my um, good friends and Chinese colleagues in the university. And it's a big warm welcome to the assistant director at the international office, Thomas Zhang. Thomas, welcome to the show. Um, happy Chinese New Year to you. I well, hope you'll be celebrating in some way. Well, thank you. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you for having me here today. Uh, yes, it's, this is a, today is a big day for, for all Chinese in wherever in China or in the outside China. It's a Chinese New Year. Tonight is a Chinese New Year's Eve, and tomorrow is the Chinese New Year's Day. So this is one of the biggest um, holiday festivals in China. Is that correct? Correct. Like and Christmas in the UK. Like Christmas, indeed. And with most factories and most businesses closed down for two weeks. Uh, one week to two weeks, yes. Well, uh, do you have that luxury or I'm afraid I, I think you're based in the UK at the moment, aren't you? So perhaps you won't <laughs> be able. <laughs> Unfortunately, not not with me today. I mean, uh, in the UK. No, no, I'm working as usual, business as usual. Now, you're one of our graduates from years ago and you decided ah, yes. to stay mm. in, involved with the University of Northampton. And now you're the assistant director for the international office with responsibility for East and Southeast Asia, which, of course, includes the Chinese market is 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 that correct uh correct how time flight 20 years 20 oh years God. goodness me and rather lovingly you met uh, your chinese wife here in northampton i understand uh, my classmate she <laughs> was my classmate yeah fantastic and so you uh, and do you have children um, family to celebrate with uh, to, over the holiday yes we do we have two lovely uh i have two lovely daughters and they they all celebrating Chinese New Year's with me and my wife, and of course with my Chinese friends here in the UK, Northampton. Yeah. And how old are your children, Thomas? One is eight. One is sixteen. Oh goodness, very nice too. So they'll be very much aware. And are they? Um, would you say are they dual nationality and dual culture, dual mindset, or are they much more? Yeah, very much, very much. Yeah, they grown up in the Chinese families and with all the. You know, the, as a Chinese, as their mother mother language, but leave, grown up in in the UK environment, they are very much a British, but also at the same time a Chinese, Good. with a Chinese culture and background. And which part of China do you and your wife come from originally? From north, I came from Beijing. I from Beijing. My wife from Qingdao. You know, Qingdao is where the the famous for beer for, for the lag uh, for the very light beer. Okay, very good. Well, I'm sure I've drunk plenty of that when I've been in China, and you oh, probably sure. have. You probably yeah, have lot. as well. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, just tell us a little bit about your um, your job. Obviously, recruiting foreign students for the university, and and how COVID has affected you. 
Well, this is so uh, I see myself as a very important, I mean, not myself, but the, the team is in, play a very important role at the universities. We are helping the universities get international students, students to study in the UK, well, in Northampton. Uh, we normally have about every year about 1,000 to 2,000 international study, students from, uh, from abroad studied uh, in Northampton, University of Northampton, of which about 500, 600 from East Asia and Southeast Asia. Uh, they make great contributions, not just to the uh, financial side of the university, but also to, to diversify the, 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 the culture. Uh, they, they play very important roles at this university. I, as a job, I quite enjoyed it. Um, as you said, uh, the COVID does have very negative implications on our recruitment as well as the students' uh, experience. Mm -hmm. uh, we see the number, oh, well, the, the number probably remains as it was, but the, many students chose to study online. Mm -hmm. So if you, uh, well, if you, if you live in this town for long enough, you might notice that there are less East Asian faces students-wise this year than previous years, well, than the year before, before COVID. But pretty sure we will see things will change and our students will return, that's for sure. Well, I certainly hope so, although China is still very much a, a zero-tolerance policy and hasn't really yeah, opened its borders yeah. yet, has it? Unfortunately, yes, I have to say that. Yeah, that's, they have a different approach. Uh, not coexistent, but to zero tolerance. Do you think that will change after the Beijing Olympics? I, I think it will. That's what many Chinese people are expecting. That's what they want. I'm pretty sure mm. they will. Things were getting better. Mm. Now, you, um, you work through a, a series of agents, but also in China in particular, we have our own staff who go visiting lots of partner institutions or associate universities out there um, to offer their students the chance to come to England for a third year, final year here for our third year on top-up programs, but also for um, master's programs, right? So uh, roughly how many universities in, in China are you and your team uh, handling? We work with over, I would say, 50 universities and colleges across China on various uh, academic level from um, what, kind of, what should I say HE uh, uh, college to HE university uh, from the top end universe like um, you know China Communication University to some sort of uh, community college mm. uh, yeah with uh, it's a, a it's a large profile of uh, universities and colleges we work with in China. And are these in the major cities or second or third tier cities? Where do you normally find the most interest in Northampton and what we offer? Um, majority of our students are, are from the major cities, uh, from uh, Beijing area, from mm. the uh, Yangtze, what they, you know, they, they, the, the, the cities along the Yangtze River and east, southeast part along the coast cities where uh, the business, uh, 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 local economies are, are better. Uh, people are more, uh, the more families be able to afford to send their kids abroad. Okay, so that's in the major cities, obviously on the east coast. Um, east coast. 
of China and also Guangzhou, which is, of course, in the Pearl Delta, right near Hong That's Kong. Right. That's, That's right. Yeah. Very big, very active, very much a, a space for international trade. Now, let me just share with the listeners that um, I've had the honor and privilege of traveling to China for several years until COVID, taking students there, up to 40 students on uh, trips. And um, Thomas and his team have been remarkably helpful, usually giving us uh, uh, one of his staff to work with us on the tour, which might be two weeks in um, in China. Uh, that, of course, helps with language, helps with cultural differences, um, helps smooth the way. But in return, I've been whisked off into the night a couple of times to go and give a guest lecture in some place that you've been trying to encourage to you know to send us some students. So um, I have to say very much, Thomas, appreciative of you and your colleagues for all the help and support. And we've had a lot of fun. And um, you've got a great team there. They're very, very hardworking, I have to say, um, both thank with you, us, but I much. think, no, you know, just remarkable what they do, really, getting on and off planes and going around the country. But, um, you know, a, a great dedication to, um, to the university. So we're hoping to travel again this year. It is something we were talking about offline. Uh, whether I don't think it's China is going to be, make it very easy for us this year, but uh, other places in, in Southeast Asia, we're, we're exploring Vietnam and Thailand. And I, I have to say, I'm missing those trips. It's been now you know two years since we've been able to uh, to travel. Now, foreign travel isn't always glamorous, is it, Thomas? Getting an early morning flight day after day after day, it can be hard work and it's hard wearing on the body, um, but it has its choice. Do you enjoy the travel element of your job? Uh, I do. You know, uh, uh, fortunately, I do enjoy it because this is a critical part and it is uh, uh, part of my job. Lots of traveling, lots of meeting in the early morning or late afternoon, late evening, uh, meeting with friends, not, not just friends, meeting with the colleagues uh, from other universities, but also the, the business partners uh, and become a friend eventually. I think that's the part I enjoyed it, meeting with people, although the trip itself might be tiring sometimes. Yeah, no, it can be. And, uh, you know, we arrived the other side of the world and the temperature's different and it's humid and, um, you know, you've just had to get up at three o'clock in the morning or whatever. <laughs> I mean, all those joys. And we've done it with our students. And I always tell them if I can do it at my age, you know, 60 plus, uh, they should be able to do it in their in their 20s. They don't always believe me. But anyway, we kind of, yeah, we got lots of stories from those trips, I can tell you. But um, always a great joy. And the students get so much out of it because, there is a very different mindset and culture to, you know, between China and Britain, Thomas. I mean, you know, yeah. can you remember some of the challenges you faced when you first came to study here? What, what are the sort of major differences that have always struck you as being key, really, to understand the two cultures? Well, to me, uh, well, the, the, the first challenge is obviously the language barrier. Is, well, I studied English in my home country for many years. Still, when I came into this country, I wouldn't understand much of the language, people, local people. Uh, uh, I thought I, and I could speak English, but not really. And also at the, at the class, the way the, 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 the course are, are were taught, very different from the way I've been taught in China. Uh, mm -hmm. For example, there's, uh, there's, uh, the, the, the tutor encouraged lots of discussions and um, criticism in uh, 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 and challenge the tutors and we that's never happened well, not at the time when I was a student in China and that's a big difference it really takes me time to to get used to it uh, and also of course the the way you know other part of the the, the political systems and it's a the freedom of the, uh, the, the 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 speech and you can you know 
talk whatever you want to say you know all that sort of things really i, I enjoyed it it's mm. not culture shock but it's something i feel I, I enjoyed it very much and also people are very kind and nice that's something i um i, I still appreciate especially when i arrive in this country as a student as an overseas students i got a lot of help i got a lot of help from not uh, from just my call co- uh, not colleague but my uh, my uh, classmates my tutors as well as people who lived around me you know that's mm. uh that's really impressed me well that's very good to hear I, I assume now then that you and your family and your wife are very happy in the uk any any intention at some point in the future to go back to live in china um i don't see well uh, to be honest i don't see china is that far away um, I don't really need to to make myself settle down or settle down one here or there because I before COVID time I travel really regularly back to to Far East Asia back to China so I, I don't see myself very far away from home um, in terms of long time plan long term plan uh, to be honest I don't have any plan yet uh, to to go back to return. Okay, good. We yeah. don't want to we don't want to lose you, Thomas, to the university. <laughs> That's that's for sure. So tell us then, I, you're, you know, you've got your family, you have your, your Chinese friends here. It's a very important celebration. Um, what will you be doing here, on, uh, you know, to celebrate Chinese New Year? And how different is it from what you might be doing if you're back home? Well, as you said, um, the Chinese New Year is the most important uh, festivals for Chinese people. Um, the, it's celebrated over a period of, uh, you know, half month, two weeks time. Uh, the thing we would normally do, uh, first of all, we, as a tradition, you have to clean up, doing a thorough cleaning of your house. We do it anyway, no matter where in China or here, we do a thorough cleaning, make sure your house will be clean, welcome the new years to come. And decorated your house. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, special decorations, uh, something like um, paper carving with uh, uh, happiness, the Chinese character happiness, uh, fortune, that that um, uh, decorating, uh, and also you use uh, use a lot of lights and lanterns to to make your house more festive. And of course, you you as the, the key part uh, the, of this celebration. I would say the highlight of it is the the New Year's Eve dinner. This is not just something about eating a, a nice food, it's about family reunion. In, in China, New Year's Eve is such important, New Year's Eve dinner is such important event uh, for each family. No matter where you are, you are, expecting, you are expected to return back to your home, meeting uh, your families, have that dinner with your families. Uh, we do the same. I mean, for us, even though we are in UK, we have to have that dinner together. And mm. um, of course, for children, they they no matter they're in China or in the, in the UK, they all get a a, a red envelope um, with uh, some you know New Year's. Um, how can I say that? Uh, we call it Yasuitian, Yasu meaning. Uh, surprising money i don't know how that surprising the the damn evil money 
That sounds a little bit strange, but that's what we call it, Yasui Tian. Um, and at the New Year's Eve, we have, in, if we're in China, we will do the firecrackers and fireworks. Again, that's quite impressing. Uh, you make your, at some point, you'll feel like you're, the whole world is, is in explosion. It's so loud and, you know, people are so exciting at, at the New Year's Eve. And the New Year's Day and the, uh, the New Year's after the day, the day, two days, within the next few days, there'll be various performance, including the line dancing, dragon dance, etc. which again, that's um, something has been passed down from generation to generation. Uh, so this is, as I said, as you said, this is a key part of uh, the Chinese culture. We see it as important events in our life. Yeah, unfortunately, well, I'm, I'm in Northampton. There's not much we can do here because there are not many Chinese here. But in in China, yes, it's uh, you can see it from the news. Yeah, all all the, the things are happening at this very moment. Is there a big Chinese community in Northampton? Though, how big is it? Then you say not very, but how big do you think? Um, well, I used to, I was. I mean, that was a four or five years ago. I was uh, a sort of chairman of the Chinese community communities uh, societies. At that time, we were there were about about five thousand Chinese people living in Northamptonshire. Uh, that included, I guess, that number including the some the included uh, Chinese students. Mm-hmm. A few thousand, I would say, but they're but they're most of the it, traditionally many Chinese are in the catering business. But now, you know, they can be in any any business. Yeah, gosh, and um, red is red is a very important color, right? In China, that brings good luck. That's right. That's 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 the colors the Chinese people would prefer. And what's the number that brings good luck as well? Uh, the number number eight. Number yeah. eight in Chinese it sounds like um, pros- prosperity, like uh, getting rich. And the number again, the number you're trying to avoid is number four, which is is uh ominous number it, it sounds like death you don't want to mention that you know Just, at the new years yeah indeed no fascinating fascinating so um you'll be celebrating full-on obviously as best you can will we hear then in northampton firecrackers and fireworks and uh, is there anywhere where we can see the lion dancing and the dragon dancing you might be able to see it in london not in northampton we i think that covid makes things difficult yeah in the part before covid time we do the Chinese uh, communities always arrange uh, social events, not just for the Chinese communities, but for the whole town, like uh, like performance, like um, a line uh, dragon dancing. But I don't think it's going to happen this year, unfortunately. No, very sad. But of course, I, it... maybe London, maybe London. Maybe in London, yes, in the in Chinatown, which is very spectacular too. Whenever you go there, pretty much all year round. Well, Thomas, um, we better let you go and celebrate. Thank you ever so much for coming on the show. Uh, Thomas Zhang, Assistant Director of the International Office, who's responsible for the university's sort of marketing and recruitment of stu- foreign students from um, China and Southeast Asia. Thomas, um, I can't believe that Thomas Zhang is your Chinese name. What is your Chinese name? Zhang Zhu. That's my Chinese name, uh, meaning uh, Zhang is my surname, Zhu is my given name, meaning... Uh, intelligence <laughs> i'm not too sure about that but, but that's what that means uh, by the way before i leave before i go i just wanted to say something in chinese 
Happy New Year. Say that again, please. Uh, 春节快乐 Oh no no no! Wait a minute. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, 节嗯，春节快乐 Yes, that's that's the easiest one I can say. 春节快乐 Gosh, I'm not even going to attempt to. I can make a complete mess of it. I don't want to do that. Thomas, it's a great, great pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for all your help and support over the years, and I'm sure in the future as well. Hopefully, we can have another trip this year. But、um, a happy Chinese New Year to you, your family, and your friends as well. Have a lovely time. But meanwhile, keep safe and keep up the good work. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There are plenty more here on the podcast platform, and of course, you can always listen on、uh, live on Tuesday evenings from seven to nine p.m. on NLive Radio one hundred six point nine FM, or digitally via nliveradio.com.、Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com, and、um, we are always looking for support from the community and further afield. So, if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com/slash/support-us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.